What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Despite 44 from Donovan Mitchell, the Hawks hang on to get the victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go! Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. We are back again. Thank you for checking us out wherever you may be listening to the podcast. We appreciate you for taking time out of your schedule to hear what we got to say. Um, really intense game tonight, really intense game tonight down at State Farm Arena. Um, the Hawks get a dub over a very good Cleveland Cavaliers team. Um, 120 to 118, despite 44 from Donovan Mitchell, who was an assassin tonight. <laughs> he was an assassin at one point, I think I tweeted out, get this man out of this city because he was going to go for 70 if they would have played for five more minutes. But um, the Hawks did a good job of playing together. Dan, uh, Dan Quinn. <laughs> Quinn Snyder. Uh, <laughs> Quinn Snyder talked a little bit about that uh, after the game. Uh, in the second segment, I'll see if I can get some sound for you guys. But uh, again, this is the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. Uh, we talk Hawks basketball. So welcome into the pod. Um, if you are on social media, a big part of what we do is on social media. So we invite you to connect with us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, all of those channels is where we are. Um, hit us up at Hawks Beat. We're also on this. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm about to say the subscription. We're also on the uh, podcasting platforms of TuneIn, um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We're on all those. So wherever you find podcasts, you can find the Hawks Beat. Make sure you give us a subscription and drop a five star rating in there for us. We would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I think that takes care of the housekeeping. So, Hawks get the dub 120 to 118. A very, very intense game. And uh, let's get into it. According to FanDuel, the Hawks were actually three-point favorites going into the game. And uh, it's crazy, man. Vegas just be knowing. I don't know how these guys do this. But uh, Hawks win the game by two. So, if you took the Hawks, you didn't win any money. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. (laughs) The line was three. But anyway, 
Um, going into this game, the Hawks would have had a fairly clean injury report. Um, nobody was on the report except for Jalen Johnson. So Bogey was good to go. Um, Hunter was good to go. And uh, shout out to the Hawks because it was National Hispanic Heritage Night. And when I tell you I thoroughly enjoyed all the activities, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the game. We're gonna get to the game. But I thoroughly enjoyed all the activities. The mariachi band, the the salsa dan the dancers, um Nina Sky did um halftime. It was just a really dope night, man. So shout out to all my Hispanic brethren and sisters out there. Uh I hope they were in the building and I hope they enjoyed tonight. So um Hawks First quarter started out a little rocky. Um, I guess you could say the first 16 of their 19 points for the Cavs were in the paint. And from the outset, it wasn't like this Hawks team was coming out trying to assert themselves defensively. <laughs> now, eventually, they turned on and they turned on the defensive pressure when they needed to, I thought. But uh, from the outset, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. But they hung in there in that first quarter. You look up and the score was 24 to 24. And, you know, when you have a team like the Cavs come in, um, I'll take that every day of the week. I mean, of course, you would like to be in the lead, but um, 24 points is 24 points. And I thought that uh, I thought they did a good job in that first quarter. Um, more, more specifically, uh, one thing that needs to be of note is the Dap Master got into the game tonight, y'all. Yes, the very own Vit Creechy, the Dap Master, got into the game tonight. Uh, so it was good to see him get a little burn, man. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Uh, good to see him get a little burn early on. Um, the Hawks chose to sit. The Hawks chose to sit A.J. Griffin tonight. And Vit Creechy, man, got some early minutes. And, uh, I mean, I didn't really think he impacted the game much, but <laughs> I mean, he got in there, you know, for two minutes and 40 seconds in that first quarter. But um, I thought as a whole, Trey Young uh, really struggled shooting the ball, but I don't think he had necessarily a bad game as far as bad games are concerned, if that makes sense. Um, sometimes we look at the scoring and we look at the shooting as an indicator of how well they played or didn't play. I thought he finished the game much better than he started the game. Went 4-15 uh, for shooting tonight, 16 points, 10 assists. But I thought in the second half, I thought he had a better command of the offense, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just, you know, tonight to me the story is, is threefold. The story is... Um, DeJounte Murray breaking out of his slump. The story is Onyeka Kongu. And for me, uh, a bonus story is Sadiq Bey. You know, uh, Sadiq Bey, although he didn't shoot lights out, he probably had his best game as a hawk. Like, and it's crazy. He only had 11 points, but he grabbed 10 boards. He seemed relatively competent on the defensive side of the ball. And like, I don't know if it's his best game, but to me, it seemed like it was his most complete game. Anyaka Kongu continues. He continues to um, just play good basketball. I mean, they were plus 15 with him with uh, him on the court. Sadiq Bey was a plus 23. And this bench unit, 
this bench unit tonight only went four deep. You only went four deep with Bogey, Nyeka, Sadiq, and Vit. Um, they all were on the plus side on the plus minus. Bogey was a plus 10, Onyeka plus 15, Bay plus 23, and Vit was a plus 9. I thought that bench unit played really, really well tonight. Onyeka um, finishing with 21 points and 9 boards, and I, he, he's just he's just playing really good basketball. And a lot of people are ready to ship Clint out the pasture. But I'll tell you this, man. I think Clint is playing good basketball. I just think that you're getting really good center play from both of these guys. Now, do I think eventually you're going to have to move on from Clint? Eventually you're going to have to. I mean, no, you're just going to have to. Do I think it is necessary for you to move on from Clint like immediately? No, not necessarily. But listen, Onyek is about to get that bad. Onyeka's about to get that bag. And when he gets that bag, it's going to look a little difficult to keep all these guys. Some of these guys ain't going to be here. Because you're going to have to pay Onyeka. You're going to have to pay him. Because the boy's hungry and the boy's ready. He's ready. But uh, I don't think that you got to move on from Clint so soon as everybody thinks that you should move on from him. But, um... Again, I, I thought first half for the Hawks as far as the game is concerned, um, to me, they seemed in control. They seemed in control, had a really good second quarter outscoring the Cavs 35 to 27. You go into halftime up by eight, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah you're feeling good. You know what I'm saying? You're going to run down, catch a good halftime show, get you some popcorn. And then the third quarter happens. So the third quarter wasn't. Well, this is to say it didn't get off to a good start. Cleveland jumped all over this Hawks team. They jumped on these boys. And before you knew it, that lead was gone. <laughs> the lead was gone. Cavs get, they, they're going like a 22 to 12 run. But the Hawks eventually responded. Um, I don't know what the numbers were after the 22 to 12 run. But they managed to climb back in that thing. And, uh... They ended up winning the quarter by two. So I think it's just a testament to this team's will tonight. Um, them playing together. Because listen, your boy was going crazy. And what I mean your boy, I mean your boy Donovan Mitchell, number 45 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Anybody that saw that game, whew, that boy is an assassin. He is an assassin. And he will go at you. All night long. I mean, like, every time he got the ball, it was just attack, attack, attack. Poor DeAndre. <laughs> poor DeAndre. Poor DeJounte. Poor anybody that had to stay in front of 45. Cause that boy was just on his own. After the game, I asked Quinn, um, you know, just about, you know, uh, Donovan's game and you know he just spoke he was like look man we threw everything at him we tried to blitz him we tried to do different coverages to disguise him and he was just hitting tough shots he was just having one of those nights he was just having one of those nights uh but shout out shout out to the kid man he had 27 after uh three quarters Hawks were down Hawks were up by 10 fourth quarter um of course in true fashion the Cavs make a run. You know, they made a run, and Donovan was going off again. 17 points in the fourth quarter, but 
the Hawks hung in there, made some key baskets. I thought John Collins had a big basket down the stretch. Uh, and probably the most important shot of the game is the one shot Dante Murray made in the fourth quarter. Uh, hits a turnaround on Karis LeVert. And to me, the story of the night is DeJounte Murray breaking out of his slump. Everyone knows he hasn't been playing well this past month. He hasn't been playing well at all. Tonight, breaks out of the slump, not only scoring 29 points, but has five assists, and he just had a good command of uh, the game. You know, Trey didn't have it going, but it was okay because DeJounte was picking up the slack, and that is why you brought him here. That's why you brought him here. The unfortunate thing is you just hoped that you could have seen that a little bit more and a little bit more consistently during the season. To me, that, that, that's what I think because you just didn't see that enough this season. But maybe it takes a little bit more time. Maybe it takes a little bit more time. Maybe a full off season with Quinn will help uh, DeJounte and Trey. But uh, Hawks hang on to get that dub. I wanted to ask DeJounte after the game about that last shot, but didn't quite get to it. It's all good, though. But nevertheless, Hawks get the dub 120 to 118. We're going to take a little break. On the other side of the break, we're going to look at the standings. We're going to read some fan feedback, and I'll see if I have a little bit of sound from the post game press conference. You listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E Dub. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back. This is the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E Dub, talking a little Hawks basketball. Got the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. 120 to 118, a fabulous night from DeJounte Murray, 29 points, five assists, uh, hit the biggest bucket of the night over Karis LeVert. After the game, we spoke with Coach Snyder, DeJounte Murray, and Onyeka Kongu. So I um, just want to give you a little bit of sound from what those guys said tonight. Tonight, uh, let me start with Coach Snyder. Um, let me just play his opening, his opening comments after tonight's game. To me, the most significant part of the game was, you know, at various times when there was adversity, um, whether it was at the beginning of the second half, third quarter, um, they made a couple runs when they made some made some plays. I thought that, you know, we didn't split apart. We actually came together, and it showed down the stretch um, defensively and also with our execution, the fact that we were sharing the ball late. So here's the funny part. And we all talk about in different coaches. And hear me out. Last year when Nate went on the run, I mean the year before last, when they went on the run, Nate kept on preaching about being connected and doing all of these things. Coach Snyder is preaching the same thing. He's preaching the same thing. Winning basketball has a lot of the same um What's the word I'm looking for? Um, The same core values. Like when you win, you have to play together. There's certain things that I remember even Coach Pierce talking about, about this team needing to play together. So like to me, the only thing that has changed is really just the voice because he's talking about a lot of the same things that Nate McMillan used to say. Um, Do I think Coach Snyder is a better coach? I do. I do like, you know, I think he's a better coach, but at the end of the day, he's still trying to hammer down the same message that Nate McMillan has been trying to hammer down. Well, was trying to hammer down (laughs) about being connected and playing together as a team and sharing the ball 
Those are things that the Hawks don't do well. Unfortunately, they don't do them well and they don't do them consistently. And that is why this team is 38 and 38. Um, I asked him about uh, Donovan Mitchell just about you know the relationship and how he's grown and he kind of went on a little bit about that but uh, I do want to play his answer because I thought he had some really nice things to say about number 45 on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Coach you kind of alluded to it already uh, Donovan had a very special night you guys had spent some time after the game mm-hmm. what's it like just seeing him evolve into the player he is today? Well you know it's he's a special player and for me he's and that that doesn't really do it justice because he's a special special young man and he's still a young man um and that that's a credit to him that he's been able to to grow as a player um the things that he works you know and he tries to work on his game and and get better all the time so um you know you look at a guy like that and you see him it's a little strange um seeing him on the other team and uh some of the things that I was rejoicing in. I wasn't so happy to see him doing against us. Um, and like you said, he had a you know he had a terrific game. It's tough to handle. We tried to switch and then you know, double him and tried to blitz his pick and roll. A lot of different things we were doing. And you know he, where he's gotten as a player, you know he's aware of how people are guarding him, and he anticipates those things a lot more than he did a few years ago. And. Uh, He's willing to take what the defense gives him. Um, that, that makes him even more difficult to guard. So that was Coach Snyder talking about Donovan. And the reason I think that is important because Donovan has grown since he was under, um, since his days in Utah, I believe. I believe that this year is one of his better years. And I, I've seen him just mature as a player. And the hope is that he can do the same thing for Trey Young. He could do the same thing for DeJounte Murray because he was saying like Donovan, like he knows how players are going to guard them. And he is like prepared for that. I think that there is another level for Trey to get to as good as he is with his passing, as good as he is with his scoring. I still think that there is another level of basketball IQ that Trey can get to. And I think Snyder is a good guy that can help him get there. You know, um, as far as recognizing coverages and recognizing how people are playing you. So when you go into a series with Miami or when you go into a a series against, uh, I don't know, another coach that knows how to scheme really well, um, you'll be better prepared for it as a player. So um, I thought that was important because I think that that's what Snyder can do for one uh, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray as well. So. I wanted to get into a little fan feedback tonight, just real quick. Um, if you are on Twitter, make sure you're following us at HawksBeat. That's all one word. Um, go ahead and give us a follow. Let us know that you're listening to the podcast. Let us know that uh, you are a part of the listener. Uh, maybe I need like a, you know how Beyonce has like the beehive. Maybe I need, I need some, I need something catchy. <laughs> need something i need something catchy but yeah make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms uh, after the game after each game i always ask you know what are your thoughts on the game who's your mvp this that and the other um so let's go and see what some folks had to say Bordy on twitter said uh starting to see a little glimpse of what quinn might do with the team next year the switch up on the point guard rotation was a big deal for an uphill win like this 
<laughs> six more game hashtag six more games at 500 hey <laughs> hey i appreciate the love boy uh checking us out uh appreciate it as far as the uh, mvp uh, as uh who was the mvp for night mr Derek said double o was his mvp um Let's see what else. What else? Uh, <laughs> responding to one of my tweets about getting Mitchell out of the city, uh, JF Sutton said, "Put him on the first thing smoking out of Hartsfield." Yes, uh, your boy was balling tonight, and at one point I was just like, "Get this man out of the city," because he was just on one tonight. But nevertheless, man, it was a good win for the Hawks. Uh, back at five hundred, and uh, listen, you got to keep this going. You got to keep it going because uh, about to pull up the standings and you can ill afford to drop any games. Now, the problem is your schedule's not going to get easier, right? So you, you still got, you got like, if you was going to rack up some games, the games you should have racked up were the game in San Antonio, the game in Indiana, like, you know, the games where, uh, you know, the, those games where you guys played, and I'm not going to, you know, talk down about any of the competition, but there was some games the Hawks should have won. You you know those games. I know those games. We know those games. You don't have any more of those on the schedule, all right? So let's take a look at the standings first, and then we'll look at the schedule, what the Hawks have left. I think there are six games left, six, maybe seven. Uh, let's see, I think maybe six or seven games left. Um, as of now, the Hawks are 38 and 38. They are tied with the Toronto Raptors for the eighth and ninth spot. They currently have the tiebreaker over the Raptors. So, um, they're dead even, dead even. Uh, the Miami Heat are two games above those teams and the Chicago Bulls are two games behind the Raptors and the Hawks. So, that's where the playing seedings are right now. And uh, let's look at how the schedule shakes out the rest of the week. So from here, the Hawks have a game in Brooklyn. That game is on what game is that? That's on Friday. So to get tomorrow off, I believe tomorrow is probably a travel day. Uh, they take on the Brooklyn Nets on Friday. Brooklyn is... Um, I don't know what to make of this Brooklyn team, man. Like, I really don't, you know. They're currently the sixth seed, but they, uh, they're they not necessarily playing their best basketball. They're three and seven in their last ten games. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons is, is doing what he normally does, <laughs> which is not play basketball. Let me tell you something real quick about Ben Simmons. When he passed up that dunk... <laughs> When he passed up that dunk against the Hawks, when they got humiliated by the Hawks, that changed the trajectory of his whole career. Listen, it changed the trajectory of his whole career because bruh hasn't been good ever since that pass. Ever since that pass, he hasn't had like a good moment in the NBA. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think about him, but I don't know. Brooklyn, it, it, there's a lot to, I don't know. It, I think the best you can really hope is that Brooklyn falls to that seventh speed. If they fall to that seventh seed, I, I think that's kind of what you're rooting for. They're currently a, a half a game above Miami, 
and I think Miami might jump them. But uh, the Hawks play Brooklyn on Friday. They got to take care of business. They can't take them lightly because Brooklyn still got some ball players, right? They still got some ball players. So you got Brooklyn on Friday. Then you're back home against Luka Doncic and the Dallas, I was about to say the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday. That is another afternoon game at 6. Um, so that's going to be an important game. You have the Chicago Bulls after that. And then you finish the season with Washington, Philly, and Boston. That's uh, that's it. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six games left. You got to get all these, man. You got to get as many of these as possible. So that is what the final. I'm not even going to look at what Toronto's schedule looks like because it doesn't matter what their schedule looks like. You have to worry about yourself. You have to worry about beating the teams in front of you. And that is what you have to worry about. So. That's it, man. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow on this podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this podcast. Spread the word. Retweet. Tell the podcast about tell the podcast to 10 or 12 of your friends. And uh, don't forget to swing by and give us a rating on Apple Podcast. Uh, we will greatly appreciate that. But like we always say, God is good all time and all time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Good job, EJ. Free Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.